There are two rules of being a wiki. Don't fuck with the seabirds and don't spill your beans. This is <laughs> spoilers. Gonna get your ass smacked. <laughs> Keeping secrets, are you? No, sir. Watch you spill your beans. Welcome to Spoilers. That was the voice of Jordan talking about smacking asses as usual, uh, recording from North Carolina. I am Pappy, recording from snowy Louisville, Colorado, and we're here to talk about The Lighthouse. Jordan, I was really impressed that you went and see that, saw this. What was uh, so inspiring to you that made you want to go out for an art house, black and white, A24 movie? Uh, this is one of those that I saw the uh, trailer, I don't know, maybe a month or two ago, um, kind of... I, I don't remember if somebody posted it in the thread or if it just came up on YouTube, but it looked interesting and then uh, had the opportunity because it was showing nearby at the just the AMC, which was odd that they carried <laughs> it, but went and saw a classic 11.45 a.m. showing, <laughs> nice. the matinee, um, and it was good. There were more people there than I thought there would be, um, but yeah, this isn't the usual fair that I would go check out. I went. I also went at eleven a.m. showing at an AMC and uh, looked behind the curtain uh, for the audience at home. I, apparently, this film isn't showing anywhere near Northern Indiana, where a large chunk <laughs> of our squad is based. Uh, Mikey's so salty about it. <laughs> he's a salty dog, you could say. Uh, I, 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 my understanding is I don't want to. I don't want to dwell on this. I don't have the details. Is that for some reason a twenty four limited the release of the film or, or pulled back from some theaters at the last minute? Really? It, there's not there's not a lot of competition out now. I mean, like the big things seem to be art house movies. I think uh, Joker is is still top three up there. But yeah, it was just kind of a weird choice. This wasn't available to more people. But I could also see Jordan this being the kind of movie where people go in expecting like a slasher. I mean, I don't know. When people have horror mm. in their minds, they expect one thing. I guess he's being the kind of movie that gets a really low cinema score from people walking out being like, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. Yeah. I mean, right now the, um, the like certified score on Rotten Tomatoes is 92 and then audience score is 79. So st- it's doing all right. You know, sounds about right. All right. Let's, let's get into it. And I wanted to talk kind of about two major aesthetic slash setting choices that were made that really kind of define the film before we even try and go about trying to explain what happens to it and then your reactions to those jordan but the first is the look of the movie the movie is in black and white and has a 1.19 to 1 aspect ratio and so you can notice that those numbers are pretty close together meaning that the the screen is pretty square yeah (laughs) let's just start there what did that add to the film? I mean, it's it's kind of disappointing to sit in a movie theater and have this <laughs> utilizing less than like fifty percent of the screen. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I I expected it to widen at some point. I thought it might like be uh you know shrunk in on the sides in the beginning, and then it might widen as like a wave crashes and we go into the movie a little bit more. But mm-hmm. 
no such luck um yeah it's pretty square most of the movie it's black and white as well so i think once you kind of get used to the shock of it just being such a limited size it kind of makes sense but um yeah it is kind of shocking you don't see that much and it's i haven't seen a movie like that since uh a ghost story which is also an a24 movie but Mm. what i kind of liked about the black and white and the uh really square aspect ratio is there a lot of shots where it's just willem dafoe and robert pattinson like talking to each other and like a, a a skinny chantilly lit uh lightman's house and yeah. the black of the exterior of the screens it almost like becomes part of the frame you know what i mean because it's black yes. anyway at the edges of the frame so it, it doesn't it's not distracting unless you're in those daytime shots yeah and i think like at the beginning there's a few shots that set it up like this place is isolated it's just one island way out in the i think it says the new england um like off the coast of new england and it sets it up and it's so like small and tiny in comparison to the ocean. But then once you get into this house, it's just those two and they're in cramped quarters and it's tight. And I think that almost like helps the feeling of, uh, just, it is so tight and cramped all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I, I didn't mean the aspect ratio is disappointing. Uh, even though I may have said that it's just more of disorienting. And, but I think it was a really effective choice for adding that claustrophobia, like you were talking about, but you mentioned it's in new England. It's not just new England off the coast of new England. It's new England in 1890s, late 18th century. Uh, Mm -hmm. this is the second movie club for Robert Eggers. Have you ever seen the witch, the (laughs) Vavitch? No, I haven't. I was really confused when you kept saying the Vavitch and then (laughs) I saw like the stylized poster or whatever and like, ah, okay, I get it. It's a joke that literally (laughs) every single person who talks about media has made at some point (laughs) or another. But uh, I have neither seen nor listened to any podcast on the Vavitch yet. (laughs) Well, I mean, they do. So this is written by Robert and his brother Max and, and they do a similar thing in the witch where all of the dialogue is... I would guess accurate to the time. I mean, it's just different enough where I guess I wouldn't know. I don't have an ear for 19th century seaman talk, but it's, <laughs> it's certainly not in today's common English. Uh, I had a lot of trouble understanding some of the intricacies of the dialogue. Did you have any uh, some more problems? I thought you said we were going to wait a while for the masturbation scene, oh. but you brought up semen talk pretty quick. <laughs> Can you believe I didn't open that in the spoiler? What such restraint you, from you your host. So, <laughs> You held off. I'm I'm <laughs> stunned. <laughs> Sorry, where were you going with that? Oh, the voices. I, I was just saying. Um, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, there were literally be whole exchanges where I wasn't confident in the details of what they were saying i get the emotion you know what i mean like or what they were getting at but Mm -hmm. i feel like i missed a lot yeah there were definitely parts where they're talking pretty quickly and in this accent that sounds like english irish american i don't know it's very strange um i listened to a lot of english podcasts like with soccer and stuff and so i feel like there were parts where i could still figure out what was going on but yeah there are parts where i have absolutely no idea i was actually going to ask you before we got on the air like the whole um that little thing that he recites as they're about to eat dinner every night like i still don't know what he's saying for most of that and what they say it probably five or six times during the movie yeah and it seems to be really important and yeah i said no idea (laughs) i think the best example of this not to jump too far into the plot but when willem dafoe is giving this speech about uh well, well robert pattinson says he doesn't like willem dafoe's cooking 
Elrond <laughs> freaks the fuck out about that. And he yes. basically like summons all of the like Greek gods of the sea to curse Robert Pattinson. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of the best monologues I've seen this year by far in film, but it's I, I don't know the details of what he's saying other than he's pissed and he's talking shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, not at all. And there's so much context, too, that we don't know. Like you said, there's like sea gods and uh, Davy Jones, and it's mm-hmm. it's like that, but it's not anything close to like the, the Davy Jones that we're used to with Pirates of the Caribbean and all that. <laughs> right. But I don't know. It, it is pretty incredible because, I mean, Willem Dafoe, he's just, he's American, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, Pattinson obviously is British, um, but still it's pretty incredible voice work and i mean the intensity that they're playing with outside of just their um their accents and everything is pretty incredible and like when i'm watching willem dafoe i am always and in almost every other film constantly aware that i'm watching willem dafoe not because he's a Mm. bad actor but because he has such a distinctive face (laughs) and like manner of speaking and i half expect him to be like you know i'm somewhat of a a wiki myself at some point during this movie Mm -hmm. but he he transforms into this guy from this period you know what i mean like he he is the most believable looking sailor figure and i guess okay let's just we're there do you want to kind of give like a high level overview of what how you interpreted what we saw it's not straightforward per se at all but yeah so i mean they arrive on the island and it's just those two and they basically got a bunch of gear and uh defoe's character whose name is thomas or tom um Mm -hmm. he's like the I don't know if the captain is the right word, but he's like the boss, basically. They call it like um, the lightman or something. There's like two different roles. Or... Yeah. Well, he's the he's the wiki, I guess. Um, and then like okay. the yeah. other guy, Pattinson, he's uh, Winslow, I guess is his name. And he's like his Supposedly. assistant. Yeah. 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 It changes later, maybe. Um, but basically, he's like doing all the bitch work. And meanwhile, uh, Tom is running the show and like taking notes and docking his pay for like a bad job so just like there's this tension all the way through like he has to say i sir every time he gives him instructions and um i guess that's the, the setup it wasn't a very bird's eye view sorry got into the weeds no, a little no, bit no, there no that was perfect <laughs> because like i feel like there's i mean there's a lot of different themes going on in this and, and you know people are gonna pick up on what resonates closest to them but it felt like you know there's almost this very capitalistic theme of going on of like a of the, the dynamic between a worker and their boss and the and you know the only way that these guys find any refuse is at all is getting piss blackout drunk every single yes. night because their job and life is so terrible and and I, and I liked that I liked how uh, Robert Pattinson Winslow's character kind of comes around to drinking too and that kind of accelerates mm-hmm. the descent uh, into madness but so do you think okay for the audience at home if you haven't seen this robert pattinson when i I mentioned my spore he spills his beans and tells willem dafoe that he assumed the identity of an ex-co-worker who was killed in a logging accident he came from the logging industry is now working in the seafaring industry kind of a drifter and he assumed his name um and, and claims it like i said that was an accident do you do you take that at face face value uh that that was all true is he a reliable narrator that it was an accident or that that oh happened yeah that it was an accident both yeah both i guess i think at first yes but then as like as you said as he kind of descends into madness he has these like visions of this blonde guy that i think we can assume is the guy that he killed and blamed it on some logging accident um 
it, at first it's just a few flashes and you kind of forget about it and then it comes back later and you see his face and it's pretty clear that there's some guilt there so i mean maybe it was an accident but it seems like it's pointing like maybe the accident was winslow's fault um or maybe he just straight up killed him and assumed his name and identity mm-hmm. yeah and there is another kind of theme of like self-destruction and uh like beating yourself up maybe he was beating himself up over that accident but the the film gets really funky because his name is tommy in real life (laughs) which is also willem dafoe's character's name i've heard i was doing a little bit of like surfing before this podcast to see like what the prevailing uh theories were of people who had seen this but some people were gravitating to that they're the same person or different components of like ego id super ego uh, like a freudian commentary uh and there's a lot of sexual imagery as well that may support that but as a trained psychologist do you have any opinion on the multiple personality on the multiple personalities theory (laughs) uh no no i can't say that i do (laughs) i hadn't thought about it in that respect um i mean i guess like as he's as he's on the island and he's kind of like we said descending further and further into madness maybe he's descending further into his own brain and psyche and stuff but i mean i hmm. freudian is back in freshman year man who knows <laughs> yeah we had that class <laughs> together and i don't remember a <laughs> gd thing from it but no yeah so we talked yeah the descent into madness uh what did you think about robert pattinson being up a bird in the most violent way <laughs> possible that was rough that goes on for a while too like even just the fact that he's able to grab the bird and then he's just slamming it on cement. Um, I mean, it ends up being almost like that scene in, uh, shoot, what was the Tarantino movie just a few months ago? Once Upon um, a Time? Yeah, yeah. He's just like bashing that girl's head into the fireplace. Like, it's one of those where by the time he's done, like, it's not even a bird anymore. It's just like a bloody pulp that he's slammed into the concrete so many times. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that that bird was asking for it though was fucking with him and tapping on his window i i don't feel that sorry for it mine 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 <laughs> certain shit <laughs> yeah i think it i think it poops on him one time too doesn't it oh no when he- it definitely does and there's so many poop and <laughs> fart jokes in this movie and i was gonna kind of make that point too is that this movie has a lot more moments of levity than the witch did by comparison but mm. when this movie does uh go for comedy it is very broad there are a lot of sight gags a lot of farting there's one scene where robert pattinson throws poop into the wind and sprays on his face (laughs) it's so mad (laughs) (laughs) did you laugh at all i I found myself laughing a couple times throughout the film yeah there were a few times i did but i felt like i was the only one and like i only had (laughs) one seat on either side of me like buffer zone between the next people and so like one of the times i started laughing and felt somebody like glance over and i was like oh sorry <laughs> it was during that part <laughs> where he gets shit on his face though <laughs> dude i'm jealous of that i had my theater was mostly empty but then this woman came in like about 10 minutes into the film and she was carrying this giant tray of stat of snacks and she sat like three <laughs> feet away from me and was on her phone the whole damn movie <laughs> i was like Why? This is why would she do that i i told my fiance about this and she said oh she probably dropped off her kid at like abominable or something and like mm, went into watching an adult movie i was like oh that makes sense but yeah not the kind of movie you want someone texting in uh during it <laughs> uh, yeah so i don't want to skip over this aspect too as we kind of like are getting towards the the middle end of the plot but like 
we talked about the birds. They they apparently inhabit the souls of of lost seafaring men. Yeah, like, like lost sailors, sailors who right? died at sea. Yeah, yeah, and that's why Thomas wants him to like leave uh, leave the goal alone. Like it's bad luck to kill a seabird, and he gets super pissed. That's the first time that there's like I don't know, like active violence between the two as he slaps the shit out of him. Like mm-hmm. over dinner, he's like, ah, your old tale is like, fuck that. And he slaps him so hard. And I think there's two parts of this movie I'm always going to think about when I think The Lighthouse. And and one is that, that Willem Dafoe monologue that I mentioned as it slowly pans into his face. And the other one is this weird, I don't remember if it's here. Robert Pattinson is starting to lose his mind. I thought it was after he fucked with the goal, but there's like... I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's definitely recreating some kind of Greek painting. Willem Dafoe mm. is naked and his eyes are shining a light like an X-Men into Robert Pattinson's eyes. You know what I'm talking about? And like freeze frames for a second. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple weird moments like that too. There, like there's the one time when, um, and sorry, I don't want to veer off from what no, the scene you were bringing up, it, but there's yeah. another one where he, uh, he's like fixing the shingles and he pulls off one of the wood shingles and there's like a hole that he can see through their bedroom. And it looks like Willem Dafoe's like fucking the bed, but mm-hmm. like he's like asleep or something too. And I don't know. It's just very, it's, it gets pretty trippy in places and you're not sure. Like, is he, is this all in his head or is this real? Um, there's another one where he's like fucking the mermaid as well. Um, that, looks kind of picturesque like it might be a a recreation of a painting as well yeah and like whether or not you know anything is specifically being said i think that the fact that you know the, the movie's talking about isolationism you know and uh, masturbation becomes a part of that and it's just really interesting you know i mean it's it's funny at times it's it's kind of freaky at times like there's one wank that robert pattinson has towards the end of the movie it's like violent and he starts like crying afterwards and it's like really <laughs> uncomfortable to, to watch <laughs> it's but, so weird oh but, man uh, the last thing the last thing that i had uh was that kind of like i mentioned the greek mythology tie-in there seems to be some tie-in with the story of prometheus jordan are you familiar with uh with that greek myth at all i can't say that i am well don't worry your pappy uh took a greek class aka Thanks, wikipedia pal. and pulled some stuff down <laughs> yeah so prometheus was the guy jordan who stole the secret of light from zeus the secret of fire and Zeus got real pissed off about that. And there's a long myth behind it. But long story short, Prometheus ends up getting chained to a rock and eaten by a bird. Uh, sometimes this bird is symbolized by an eagle, Zeus itself, which I don't know if any of that stuff's kind of uh, tying into the last bit of the movie for you. But there seems to be some some parallels. Yeah, I mean, that's the the final scene of the movie, right? With the seagulls are just like eating him away and yeah, pecking at his belly. <laughs> mm, that kerosene belly nom, yeah. nom, nom, nom. oh my gosh dude yeah what were they drinking there was it just pure gasoline what the fuck i was thought it was that? gasoline but wikipedia says kerosene which i it's i mean not that much different but they mixed something in with it i think to probably sweeten it up and they were just drinking kerosene and vomiting it up because they had no food left Ugh. oh it'll get you lit i'm sure yeah well i mean we also at the end there's like this is going to come off as a bad joke but like defoe is gaslighting uh winslow so bad because he's like at one point he chases him around with an axe and then like the next Uh. day he's like oh you were so fucking drunk and you chased me with an axe Mm -hmm. and he's like docking his pay for all this stuff and it's like what like 
you really don't know what's real. And like, can you, like you said earlier, like, is it a reliable narration? Like, can we trust what we're seeing or is it all visions? Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And that Willem Dafoe shot where he's carrying the axe is very reminiscent of The Shining because uh, he has yeah. like a limp and like yeah it's basically like he's channeling Jack from The Shining. Um, that's kind of all that I had. We've talked about the the plot and the story. Yeah, two guys go to this lighthouse, start to go crazy. Some Greek mythology myths tie up. Oh, okay, the light itself. What <sighs> what do you think is going on there? I can't believe I almost breezed over that. I mean, they come to view it as like this like godly power almost like mm-hmm. i don't know i thought there were two moments where defoe was at his most willem <laughs> <laughs> and one is pretty early on when it just like shows his face and he's naked and just facing online he's like ah, just loving it and then there's the second moment much later on towards the end where he's being led along by um winslow by like a rope leash and like barking and like acting like a dog it's very very strange but i think those have got to be two moments where defoe's like fuck yeah i'm all about this <laughs> and so what, like, what a performance from defoe i i think he's mm-hmm. a lock for an oscar nomination and it's going to be one of oh, those yeah. narratives come oscar time when it's like is this going to finally be his time because he's never won one and like the things that he does like the scene when he's in the grave is getting dirt thrown on his face and he's still like kind of talking shit or whatever he's or whatever he's saying. It. Yeah, to... just chewing that dirt. Yeah. <laughs> incredible. Absolutely yeah. incredible. And in that aspect ratio with the black and white, like seeing his grave get filled in just looks so fucking cool. Like, ah, oh, yeah. I love this movie. But anything yeah. uh anything else that we missed that you wanna wanna touch on? No, I mean Pattinson is really really good as well um i think he maybe is overshadowed a little bit by defoe but he's also i mean his screen time has got to be more than defoe's right yeah it's okay. definitely pretty yeah. close but maybe like 60 40 65 35 yeah yeah no i mean it's like we said that all along it's very intense and both guys are i mean it's essentially essentially just those two i, I guess like the mermaid is also listed as a part but that's yeah. Maybe maybe 30 seconds out of the whole movie, but it's just those two the entire time, and it is, it's pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to think, yeah. Probably the 20% of his extra screen, screen time comes from the masturbation sequences alone. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the shit in his face scenes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you ready for yes or no? Or? Yeah, I don't think there's anything else major. We went through most of it. Yeah. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, this is a hard, hard yes for me. I had this as my second favorite movie of the year so far. It's right behind Once Upon a Time, um, in Hollywood. Uh, the reason that it edges out another A24 movie, uh, Hereditary, not Hereditary, Midsummer, is that, uh, it just feels like it's more thoughtfully crafted, especially in terms of the editing and the pacing of the story. It is balls to the wall the whole time for sure, but it's a very short movie. It's, it's, it's sub two hours and every scene is either, I, I mean, every scene is just so purposeful, either casting doubt into the, the narrators, providing some comic relief, uh, actually seeing from a procedural even standpoint of like, what does it take to make a lighthouse work? I had no idea there was a giant like coal furnace thing going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, yeah. and then the end is just so, sublime and like perfect that he that he looks into this light thing and like hypnotizes him and it's 
a criticism that I've had on a lot of A24 movies, but it doesn't end in a fucking cult or Robert Pattinson ascending <laughs> the power or anything like that. It's, it's a different kind of ending that's not fucking Rosemary's Baby. So I'm all for that. Uh, hard yes for me. Lighthouse. The Lighthouse, my second favorite movie of the year. Uh, Jordan, what do you say? Yeah, it's a definite yes for me as well. Um, it feels like one of those like short stories you would read that kind of sticks with you for a while. Um, and... It, like you said, it's not it's not a super long movie, and so it's just engrossing the entire time. Um, it's not a happy movie. Like I don't know no. if I'll watch it again very soon because it's just so intense. And like like we said, we saw it. We both saw it in the morning, and it, I don't know about you, but for me, like the rest of my day, I was kind of like messed up and like not feeling <laughs> like, yeah. completely normal. Yeah. Um, but no, it's really good. These two actors are incredible. Um, great performances. And like we touched on at the beginning, it's a little different visually, but striking, I would say. And I, I, if this doesn't win the Oscar for some of those like editing and production uh, categories, I would be very, very surprised. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's right there with Once Upon a Time for me as well this year. Not that I see a ton of new movies, but um, the ones that I have seen, those two are right at the top for me. Real quick at the end, I've heard a lot of people parrot the criticism of, like, it's a black comedy. I do not think it is in any way a comedy. Do you? Uh, no, I don't really see that either. Um, it's more I, like a character study of these two guys and their, uh, I guess, tribulations as they get locked on an island together and die. Um, yeah. I, I wouldn't say it's a comedy, no. All right. Well, that's two two salty CESs that makes us uh, <laughs> pure kerosene straight from the canister. <laughs> Go ahead and drink that oh, and God. enjoy. Oh, drink that and throw <laughs> up immediately, please. <laughs> well, thank you for listening. Definitely go check out The Lighthouse if you haven't seen it already or whenever it comes to a theater near you. Uh, take it away, Captain Spoilerman. Spoiler Man here. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcastspoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme song. Our spoilers hotline is 903-776-4507. That's 903-SPOIL-07. Please support this podcast by leaving us an iTunes review. To do this, one, search for movie spoilers. Two, click on our orange spoilers bowl logo and scroll all the way to the bottom. Three, leave us some stars and some words. Now you can check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Apple, and Google Podcasts. If you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. I forgot to ask. Do you think? Do you think Thomas has killed his previous assistant, or? Oh, are you recording? I mean, I am, but this is more just curiosity for me. Uh, I think he. I don't know. Because <laughs> he same. says that he went crazy, so I think it's yeah. probably like the same thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Because I don't That's think true. the Willem Dafoe guy was capable of like killing people, per se. He's pretty weak. No, I mean, he seems like an asshole, but he doesn't necessarily seem like a murderer, even though yeah. he's maybe, well, definitely crazy. But 
uh, it's just weird that he starts saying stuff like that around the same time that um what's his name like starts to go crazy and have these visions and stuff too i don't know just well, interesting. even like when he chops robert pattinson he like he gets a full-on axe swing on him and he just doesn't even phase him. <laughs> doesn't even sever an arm yeah. mm, true good point good episode that was fun yeah it was fun that was spoilers